No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. So The whatever the fuck night this is edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Hello. Yes. Yeah. It's good to see you again. I missed you all terribly. I missed you all so very much. So I just happened to happen to catch a break. First, first fucking break I've caught in 2021. I'm not gonna lie. First one. So I managed to get off work a couple of hours early. Woo! And I just had to race home and say hello to you all. So hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you want to follow me, I don't know why I'm not doing shows much. Happy Hanukkah, oh. my nigga. Ferox and our tip $25. Wow, thank you. We might Ferox. not have Ferox. more, but at least we still got the boogie. We still got the boogie. Every now and then. <laughs> thank you very much, Ferox Under. My favorite uh, rust. Rust friend. Ferox is a great friend to have in Rust. You know, sometimes uh, big, you know, big Jim, <laughs> big Jim N-word would come in, start swinging his dick around in the Discord. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna fucking kill you, Boogie. I'm gonna hunt you down and I'm gonna fucking kill you. I don't know, is he Italian? Kind of sounds like an Italian Canadian. You don't even know the stuff I'm gonna do about you, okay? Okay. And Ferox would be like, yeah, don't worry about him. I'll just give you all the guns. <laughs> like, sweet. <laughs> it helps to have a good moderator friend in Rust. Thank you, Ferox. I'm very generous of you. Yeah, so lucky I caught my first break in 2021. A couple of hours off. I, the reason I haven't been on is I got a completely kind of side-blinded by a, a shift, a very sudden shift change at work. So it was like I got, you know... I got told on the Friday that Monday was going to be different. And it's different to the point of, without going into too much detail, I'm now having to basically go to bed at the same time that I've been getting up for like the last three or four years. So, with a weekend's notice, it's just thrown everything into, like my whole, imagine if you work nine to five and then, you know, you got told on a Friday, oh, by the way, from now on, you're going to be starting at three in the afternoon and finishing at midnight. You know, what would you... How would your life be affected? <laughs> and I think it's easy when, you know, because I've always worked nights. I think it's easy for people who work mostly during the day to just, they don't care because they're sleeping. They don't know what's going on at night time. So it's, I think it's easier for people who work during the day to be like, oh, well, what's the difference? You know, you know, six o'clock at night, midnight. What's the difference? It's all night shift. Well, it's not really. It'd be like you starting at three o'clock in the afternoon when you've been starting at nine in the morning for 20 years. That's basically it. So... <laughs> As a flow on from that, haven't been able to do anything. Everything in my private life's off. Got I scored a couple of hours off work early today and I thought, well, I want to say hello to everybody. I want to catch up. Don't have any show planned. Don't have anything. Pulled up a couple of screens that I had saved in DMs, but it's kind of, it's shitty. It's the same old shit that we always do. And I was like, eh, you know what? Why don't we invite a couple of, well, I'll, I'll just put a call out on Twitter. Hey, you, anybody want to join us? Say hello. And a couple of people did. Say hello to the boys. We've got 
Look at this. Look at this. We've got fucking YouTube royalty here. We've got Irrational Times, Major Tom, and the Flying Dutchman, ladies and gentlemen, Victor Von Schroom. Say hello, gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Hello. Good evening. Uh, boys, 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 boys to you, sir. Yes. Hello. Hello. Yes. We Dutch, we don't Somebody. believe in speaking too loudly into the microphone. So let me boost. <laughs> no, I do not. I'm going to boost Victor up yeah, here unless... artificially. There we go. Yeah, unless you're in a death metal band, the Dutch don't do the loud voices. <laughs> yeah, but are, are, Dutch death, are Dutch death metal bands even a thing, or is it all about Sweden? You know what I mean? No, no, no. We, we have plenty of those. You have plenty of... Yeah, but are they as good as... Because the Swedish ones are the ones that the American kids and the Australian kids all go nuts over. They love Swedish metal for some reason. Yeah, here's the joke, though. Uh, a couple of them, they think they're Swedish. They're Dutch. Oh, they're, they're Dutch. Actually, oh. Dutch. Crypto Dutch. Yeah. It's the sweetest question. <laughs> uh, Boogie, so is that what we are to you? You don't have any prep and you just like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll just call my friends. Yeah. You know, that's what we're here for. It's, that's what friends are for. Yeah. Hopefully you're eating dinner like when I call as well. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, honey, it's fucking Boogie Bumper again. Oh, Jesus Christ. The only thing that could have been better is if you offered to sell me like a car warranty. Car warranty or life insurance, <laughs> perhaps. Timeshare? Timeshare. Now you're talking. Can you show us a timeshare? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, fucking Yeah, know. you can have a wonderful timeshare at the Australian Coof Camp. <laughs> what? Funny you mention Mand that. Mandatory two weeks. <laughs> I'll, be a, I'll be a mandatory guest at the quarantine camp. It's funny you mention that because I was only thinking like yesterday, I was driving past, there was a lot of like little townhouses for sale in the city, you know, like a city townhouse, like all crammed in and shit. And there was a number of them for sale. And I thought, well... How about this? In the future world, like the new normal, you know, after we reset everything, why even allow just renting? Let's make everywhere a timeshare. So you only stay in any house at any given time, you know, a month or two, and then you never get any roots down. Therefore, you never feel any connection to the place you're in. Therefore, we can pretty much do whatever we want here in the government. Wouldn't that be a good idea? Revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah, but then that you can move wherever you want, like on a whim. No, no, no. You can't move where it's mandatory um, timeshare. So the you government are, tells you. Yes, because it's got to be safe. <laughs> You've got to be. I mean, what if you were unvaccinated? We can't have you sleeping in those sheets. You know what I mean? So we, I think we circulate the unvaccinated around a various loop of different uh, timeshares, usually on the outskirts of town, prefer, preferably in the industrial areas. Somewhere where they can be kind of tucked away, out of sight. Maybe like a District 12, perhaps. Something like that. Well, you know, Boogie, uh, we should be reporting what's happening all over the, you know, our little places ab abroad here. You know, in, in Canada here, we were supposed to be loosening up our restrictions in uh, my specific province mm -hmm. tomorrow. And to my surprise, oh, no. they, um, they just kind of made it another two weeks. Uh, before they're going to lift the restrictions. It's weird how that, that seems to keep <laughs> happening like every single time. Every time. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to make any suggestions that that might be part of the plan, but it just seems a little weird every time. And it would I mean, be... people don't notice patterns, I guess. Well, and it would be but, one thing if they just said only two weeks at the start and then maybe like a few months later, but they, I've, I've covered it on the show, man. They say every two weeks, every two weeks. So you, you'll get every two weeks. Guys, it's just two more weeks. Don't worry, it's two more weeks. It's written into the law. And then two weeks later, they come out and say, the government decided to extend the two-week extension uh, again today. So uh, good news, just two more weeks, guys. And, um, you're sitting there watching it. 
fuck am it's I It's like the longest Groundhog Day ever. Yeah. <laughs> never, it's, we never, we never it's, get it's, to have sex an with Andy McDowell. Two week <laughs> section. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> we could, some good news from us. Uh, we no longer have the two weeks. We're joining the Australians. Oh, just oh, permanent. No. <laughs> Lovely. Just permanent lockdowns where you are. Uh, well, here's the thing. The region where I live, we don't have a lockdown. Uh, like the lovely town of Urk I've covered, uh, they've stopped uh, testing Urk because they've given up because they're stumped at a conundrum. Really? It's the only town that's the least vaccinated and no one gets ill. Wow. And aren't they aren't they the crazy fuckers with all the fireworks and shit as well? Yeah, they're, they're yeah. now neo-Nazis, by the way. Oh, beautiful. Fantastic yeah, It took literally one day to find them uh, some neo-Nazis doing... Uh, Jewish persecution uh, reenactment place. Really? <laughs> oh no, that's pretty based. So yeah. it was based on the factual story of Anne Frank, was it? I assume, or the very factual story yeah. that we all know. Uh, probably because yeah. we got another movie coming out. From Did the they Frank distribute ballpoint pens? Like you know, oh, this one was here. this one was used. Uh, they used a printer this time, Tom. Oh, they just oh we we, we updated to the they, printer. They okay. Here's the fun bit. They expanded the lore of Anne Frank. She had a friend. We now have a movie about her. Oh, we got a spin-off <laughs> series. Fantastic. Oh my god, there's lore now. There's a <laughs> the whole cinematic universe. This is like the Andy Green Gables. Wow, the Andy Green Gables for uh Europe. So you see the bad the bad guys were hunting elves in the city and us and our elven tribe uh we you know somebody was standing at the door handing out ballpoint pens and they said look just write down what you see. You know, write down <laughs> your thoughts as this takes place. And then, you know, obviously she had a friend that you don't know about until the end of the story. They're kind of friends. And I bet maybe, let's, fingers crossed, hopefully, in a future series, they can be sisters even, like long lost you know sisters what, is, and they didn't even is know. Is she also a person of color? Because that'll be the Hope only so. way to make this better. Yeah, it's a little African yeah, girl, that, just inexplicably in Holland. In story. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the whole problem, though. That wouldn't work because we didn't have those until the 70s. Uh, those. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are forgetting her sexual orientation, too. Take that into consideration. Yeah, that's true. I mean, hopefully they were lesbians together, because that would make a better story, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet. I'll download it once it comes up. What's, is well, it, tell what me, is... Oh, sorry. Was, was, tell me this, though. My, I, I'm not... Uh, my, my wife now, the lovely assistant, I think she might have read some Anne Frank stuff years ago when she was a kid in school, and uh, I never did, but apparently there was some kind of, like, uh, sexy time writing in the book, apparently, oh. but Anne discovering herself. I don't know what the... Oh, yeah, because she was, like, 14. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, what the... It's literally a 14-year-old girl's diary. Like, what else do you think is going to be in there? Well, I mean... I mean, why, why, do you think, <laughs> why do you think they were handing out ballpoint pens instead of quills, huh? Come on. Ah, it's not to make sense. Let me, yeah. let me make something about that. Uh, it's a, uh, the Anne Frank book is like a chapter, uh, book with 14 chapters. Okay. Uh, her discovery is four chapters long, and it was all behind a broom closet. Okay, so it's yes. like a pamphlet, really. Five oh, was there a broom closet in the attic? Because that's a big-ass attic, bro. I have to say. Weren't there like three families in the attic? Something like uh, that? There were two, 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 two families, a total of like eight people. Eight people, well, that's a I, lot I, of people I, to be up there kind of getting in each other's way and stuff. Attic, that's what I'm saying. Mm. It's not even the attic, by the way, because uh, uh, there is a closet that moves uh, where you have basically uh, maybe... Secret rooms. Uh, five square feet tops. <laughs> yes, little secret compartments in the house too. That's fantastic. Mm. Where eight people were si uh, sitting there uh, exploring themselves, apparently. Right. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, I would just like times. to point out that my, my lovely, the lovely assistant read the book when she was a child, and her takeaway was that she was aroused by it, apparently. So that's Real. kind of messed up. Oh, okay. Well, then. Well, <laughs> wouldn't be the first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Donald Trump was aroused by the whole situation, obviously. You know, uh, we've been told by CNN. What's happening in... Um, Besides, besides, you know, COVID lockdowns and stuff. So we've got, we're representing all continents here. We've got myself in Australia, obviously. We've got uh, Irrational Times in Canada. We've got Major Tom from the other end of North America, because we don't count Mexico, uh, in Florida. And we've got That's Victor Von Schroom, who's in Holland. So we're fucking, we're all over the world tonight here on this on this podcast. There might only be five yeah, of us. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we're still not doing any of that no. stuff you guys are doing, no. so... Do you think like it'll? We, like, do you like think the, DeSantis the, will hold? I don't know. The government, of course, our good friend uh, President uh, Tapioca Pudding, has uh, issued the the thing. But like, they didn't put a date on it. He just wrote up a paper and said, uh, "Hey, I'd like you to do this." Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he just said, <laughs> no, "I would like OSHA right. to do this." He didn't put a date on when that would happen. So nobody has a- any idea what they're supposed to be doing Fantastic. but that the, the the government federally now uh of course has said in that ask osha to do this thing um they said that they would start finding people for not having it but then our governor said they would start finding people for mandating it so <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see what happens you got to put a ban on the ban so we're banning people from banning people from forcing people to do this. And I say, like, well, that's not complicated at all. Yeah, and like we we have, uh, there's, originally there were mass mandates in schools and then the governor said, you're not allowed to do that anymore. And then a court said, well, the governor is not allowed to tell you to not do that. And then another judge said, well, no, the governor is allowed to tell you to not do that. It's real, and it's really confusing. It's getting into a real chicken and egg situation now, isn't it? Like eventually constitutional lawyers will argue, like, what does death mean? Like, really, isn't death mm. like the ultimate freedom? So shouldn't we just you know, kill everybody to to save our freedoms? You know. Well, now that you mention it, this is a great tie-in. Um, MT2024 is still going strong. If you would like to make that happen. It never misses a plug. <laughs> can, one of, one of the things I love about Major Tommy is he's so fast on those little plug segue things. He's like, it's, you open the you, you open the door a crack and it's like the, the salesman sticking his foot in between the door and the frame. <laughs> Listen, I just want to talk to you a little while about life insurance. I mean, I've got some great policies. He like, never misses a fucking chance, Major Tom. <laughs> want to blow things up real quick? Vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you can still write in your ballots for complete destruction. Uh, that is still an option. Still an option. Yeah. Listen, I, like I said, uh, we don't even, I'm not telling you we're going to win. Yeah. I'm just telling you we need like a thousand people so that they'll have to address it as a phenomenon. <laughs> and then we can explain to the world why we need to vote to blow everything up. It's great. You know, See, the good thing is with your platform is with, uh, you know, everybody loses. I have the most equal platform of any presidential candidate i have total equity across the board okay no one's no one's gonna go unscathed by this it's, it's an equal misery it's for perfect. everybody it's absolutely perfect um all right well i'll tell you what i can show you something here i do have this one thing i i kitty b sent me a um uh what do you call it a carton arcs not that long ago so i've got that in the back pocket too we could probably watch something like that but since you're talking about what you're not doing over there in Florida, Tom. I thought I might just show you what we are doing here because it's 
probably a little bit different. Good evening, a blunt warning tonight to Victorians hesitant about getting vaccinated. As new infections in our third wave climbed past 200, third wave. the Premier says anyone who isn't jabbed could be locked out of venues like pubs and restaurants and the big events Melbourne loves. Guess Stephanie better. Anderson leads that's, tonight's coverage. Okay, that's the nice way of saying it, all right? Wait until you hear the way the guy actually said it. Big lines for what the... Pre you know, we're, we're so used to the media uh, spinning things to, you know, take something out of context and say, oh, this... Obviously, this politician is a clan member. I mean, he talked about the good old days. I mean, clearly he's a slave driver, you know what I mean? So we take him out. Now we have the opposite phenomenon happening where a politician says something and they just do whatever they can to dress it up as nicely as possible. It's like constantly running cover for the bad comments, right? Premier's selling as our big ticket to freedom, big the vaccination. Big ticket to freedom, boys. <laughs> what do you think of that? Would well, you like a ticket? There's so to many ways to spin it, Boogie. Could, so they, could they give you your vaccination card status? I don't know how you do it over there, but over here we have a little card. Mm -hmm. Could they give it to you like one of those big checks you win on like a game show? <laughs> that way it would really be a big ticket. That's fun. That's a now great you're talking. Idea. That's a great idea. There'd be so many people on Instagram on the street. Look at what I've got. Look at how fucking good I am. Yeah, and just wearing it like a sandwich board. Yeah. And but the check has written across it like in big letters, like not redeemable for any legal tender or currency whatsoever. You know, like it's just it's just a fake check with good good on you. Here's a big check for a big guy. You know, you're a big brave. Not boy. responsible. Not responsible for side effects. Yes. <laughs> also, yeah. Don't 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 read any fine print. Uh, right, race has well and truly replaced our quest for COVID zero. We will have an economy that operates much. <laughs> Arrested kid, he, he wasn't that. wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I mean, some someone should have tackled him to the ground immediately and stuffed him in one of those bins there. Truly replaced our quest for COVID zero. We will have an economy that operates much more freely and openly for the vaccinated. A shift. <laughs> Amazing. And as you can see there, uh, that is one of the parks uh, in Melbourne which was recently over the last month uh, locked shut and people, you know, mothers and whatnot were being chased out by police or in fact fined or arrested in some cases for taking their children to the park because the park, you see, was acting as like a kind of COVID magnet. Uh, it's very scientific. So mothers would go down there with a coffee and, you know, watch their kids play and they would, you know, mingle and talk to each other. And they decided, we can't have this. We can't have, like, four or five mothers standing around having a chat in the morning. So they locked all the parks up in the place. Isn't that something? That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's good. And they're protecting our freedoms, by the way. And this isn't fascism in any way, shape, or form. This kind of social control, obviously. I mean, you know, it's... But I have no idea how we're not here yet in Canada because we go along with everything they say so easily and well and shame and the news backs up everything and I have no idea how they're not just moving in. The Vax Passport thing is talked about all the time over here but it's not like, it's going to be, I, I just know it's going to be mandated soon but yeah. Well, you you're having an election, right? So that's why. Well, yeah, good, thank you, Pom. It's a very good point. <laughs> you got I very stupid point. It. I forgot. Yeah, once, once we get past that, then it's the gloves are going to come off. Yeah. Oh, come on. That doesn't really matter. I mean, we still haven't even formed a government after the last election. <laughs> How long ago was that? Last year. Yeah, but you have the EU. You've got Big Daddy saying, don't worry, we'll take care of no, it. No, no. <laughs> the EU is staying out of everything.
Oh, yeah, but it's they still control local. like 80% of the bureaucracy and stuff, though. So the, the no, actual EU personalities don't have to do anything. The rest of it's no, just no. paperwork. <laughs> no, no, but unless there's an emergency like... Uh, COVID? <laughs> uh, no, no, a wonderful group of immigrants uh, trying to go into Greece, for instance. Oh, and the EU yeah. will pop in and go to Greece. Hey, you're going to have to let it some in. <laughs> Well, hey, great news about our upcoming uh, <laughs> vaccination mandate. We went ahead and we made it more accommodating for our illegal immigrants, oh, and good. they don't have to get it. Oh, really? That's <laughs> nice. They're exempt from it. Yeah, that's so generous of us. Yeah. I believe that's globally. Just over here in Europe, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's like, welcome to America, the land of freedom and choice. And the Americans say, uh, I don't think we should be letting those people in. They go, shut up. You don't have a choice. <laughs> don't be racist and if you if you don't get the vaccine we won't let you keep your job either okay and then turn like to you know complete 180 and, and welcome the migrants in come on everybody it's a land of opportunity you can do whatever you want <laughs> it's a bit confusing. and over here they subsidize subsidize their wages so oh. i mean i've heard local people at, at restaurants and different places t tell their well sorry i've heard i've known people that work at these places that have said their managers have said that they can be replaced you know with like two or three you know, immigrants like for like a fraction of the price because you know because yeah. of the government subsidies, it's like up to sixty percent or some shit. Yeah, over here they don't they're not allowed to work. That's great. Hey, also we spent sixty four million dollars <laughs> in Afghanistan again. I don't know if you guys heard about that. No, it's great. Another oh, yeah. six. You lost another sixty. Another sixty. <laughs> you, lost, you lost another submarine. <laughs> oh my! What is going on? Said, Keep the money we left. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This nice. isn't. This is a new additional thing. You see, now okay. that we've left, they still need humanitarian aid. So oh. we're going to go ahead and give them another $64 million. <laughs> that way they'll be fine. Another I mean, sure, there's still people there that can't leave and come back to the United States, even though they're citizens. But mm. going to give them that $64 million. Isn't yeah, that's what? the odd thing, though, uh, Major Tom. We're still shipping in uh, at least 21,000 of them. I, I think the funny like Taliban thought is at the airport. Fine, by the way. Imagine at the airport in Kabul, right? You know, in the last hours, the last days of American quote-unquote rule there, um, you've got the airport and you've got two queues. And one queue has people holding American passports, right? And the other queue is people not holding American passports. And, you know, walking up and down the line of the American passport holders is somebody saying, now, listen, have you been vaccinated? <laughs> Have you received <laughs> your second jab yet? Like, well, I don't, know, I don't know. I just kind of want to get home because, you know, they're about to shoot everybody here. And it's like, well, <laughs> I'm afraid there is a 14-day quarantine. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll do whatever it takes. But you end up getting stuck there because of all the paperwork. The The refugee line on the other end of the hangar is just they're constantly moving very smoothly. It's like, all right, everybody in, everybody in. Uh, you know, don't worry about your vaccinations. We know that you didn't have time to collect your personal paperwork. You know, the other people have to show their passport, uh, you know, a certificate of some kind, some kind of ID, license, whatever, just to prove they're American. The other people don't have to provide anything to prove that they are anyone. <laughs> they can just like, oh, well, I'm ready to come. I'm ready to go now. Okay, quick, in the jet you go. I just think that's a lovely thought. Uh, well, the, the loveliest part is uh, when Germany uh, exiles rapists and murderers back to Afghanistan, yes. the British seem to import them again. They bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that nice? Well, it's just like the English, though. They're always recycling like the old German football <laughs> players and the old German cars. You know what I mean? 
if Germany already used it and they can't, Germany kind of dumps it off, just throws it in the trash, and then you know half an hour later, uh, England is out there like a raccoon rummaging through it to see what they can pick out of the you know pick out the cheese out of the empty fucking pizza box. They're like, yeah, it's old, it's German, it must be good, and they take it back to take it back to the UK. So that's, I mean, that's the U, that's the EU, that's commerce in action, isn't it? To market, to buy. Yeah, uh, also one thing, uh, I'm kind of curious. Do you have this? You guys have the same uh, level of interpreters as we do. We sent eight thousand military uh, personnel over there. Uh, we got twelve thousand interpreters, and we're getting another twenty-one thousand interpreters. How many interpreters? It sounds like there's more interpreters there than there are people. <laughs> <laughs> do we perhaps it's weird how that works out, huh? Yeah. Do we do we need interpreters to interpret what the interpreters hey, are saying? I've got a better one for you. So all those people that are coming back, the reason they're able to do that is that our State Department and their infinite wisdom. Mm -hmm. When we were trying to get people uh, to get visas to get them through the Taliban, because the Taliban was so big on them having visas, uh, I'm course. sure they were paying yeah. attention. Uh, <laughs> rather than take the time, the Kabul to, DMV, to issue, I mean, was a yeah, hellhole. Issue individual visas. We gave them a blank form that they can print out <laughs> at home and fill their name in. <laughs> so now we have all these people who we have no idea who they are. They all they did was print out a form that we sent them in an email, <laughs> and they just got an plane wow. to come over here that is That's hilarious <laughs> when i was 17 i went to montreal and i got an id that way to go into the bars like at a little shady store in the middle of montreal like that's you know that's that level of shit <laughs> no no this is complete like identity change you know going overseas no, it's amazing <laughs> whole new place yeah, we'll fit we'll fit right in it's a shame we couldn't get them into uh melbourne because things are Obviously going so well, and Melbourne also likes to pride itself on how multicultural they are and diverse they are. It's a very left-wing city. I know they're not all left-wingers, obviously, but uh, it's far more left-wing than where I am. But So I'm Guys, surprised can I can't ship more in there. Look how safe it is here. People aren't even allowed to go on the swings. I mean, how, what more do you want? Welcome to the land of freedom, the milk of honey. Yeah, I got one gripe with that. You, you never covered Perth. I got a bug living there, and he, he, he doesn't understand what's happening in Melbourne or Sydney. No, because Perth, <laughs> Perth is, like, literally, geographically, you know, in the in the record books, it's the most isolated state capital on planet Earth. So it's just all ocean on one side and all desert on the other. It's just kind of in it. And it's a different world over there. Obviously, they're still Australians. They still talk Australian, right? They still do Australian things. But... They hate the East Coast where I am because they, in their opinion, the East Coast doesn't give a fuck about us. They're all up their own asses, and that's true. <laughs> we don't care. So, but they, they always feel like there's this anti-Western Australian bias against them. Like everyone's ganging up on them so much so that the local bank over there, I was told by someone who uh, lived there at the time, they said the local bank runs ads here. And it's like, don't trust those East Coast banks. They're trying to rip you off. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's how they were marketing their bank. You know, come with us. We're one of you. We're one of the good guys. It's like, that's fucking pretty full on. So, you know, there is shit going on in Perth, uh, but it's mostly like the Premier, who's like a governor. It's mostly him kind of waving his dick around, going, look how tough I am. I'm not going to ban, I'm going to ban everyone. You know, you can't come in here and. I'm, I'm going to do everything I can. But in reality, Sydney and Melbourne, and to a lesser extent, Brisbane, pretty much run the show. Those are the three big cities on the East Coast. You know, all the minerals and stuff are in Western Australia. 
But, you know, if we wanted to, we could just turn the key off and Western Australia would shrivel up and die on the vine within a couple of weeks, you know, and then we could turn everything back on and we'd be good to go again. And we we'll just might we'll just bring the Chinese in to take the shit out of the ground instead. All right, you can have it. Just give us the money. <laughs> we'll pay the electricity. Just the, kind of power that you, just the kind of power you like, Boogie, that you can just turn the switch and just kill Perth. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not kill the people. I'm sure a lot of them will survive in a kind of Mad Max Road to Thunderdome. <laughs> scenario which will be fun there's a lot of desert over there so they were kind of born for that weren't they we'd just be giving them their fate really we'd just be fulfilling the prophecy yes fulfilling the prophecy is a lovely way of putting it Um, All right, let's carry on with a little bit more of this. Let's see what's going on here. From lockdowns to lockouts is today's promise. Taking effect once we're at 80% protected, your way in will be those two shots. If you're not vaccinated, and you could be, then the chances of you booking a ticket at a sporting event, going to a pub, going to all manner of different places will be very, very limited. But right now... (laughs) It's like... What I was sarcastically saying on this show last year as a kind of comic book villain politician is now just exactly what they're saying. They're just mimicking it. Well, I'm afraid, you know, you do have a choice whether you get vaccinated or not, but if you make the choice that we don't want, we're pretty much going to ban you from everything. But we're not forcing you to take it. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. I I played a gig this weekend, and and if if the rules come into play... That they're talking about here too, from as far as not being allowed in bars, vaccinated. I was thinking to myself, it might be my last uh, gig this weekend. Really? You know, it's just it's so weird. Like you know, it's uh, you know, because eh, anyways, that's. Just... I also like how they went from seventy percent to eighty, and then eighty-five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they could, you keep constantly moving the goalposts, exactly. just 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 to keep you just just out of reach, just far enough. Yeah. Well, I, we had uh, Jim was on the show not that long ago, and I was we were having this conversation about the percentages going up, and I said, "What if we just offer out like for each one percent that gets vaccinated, we give you some other kind of shitty little pretend freedom back." Like, so when we get to 92%, we'll let you take your dog to the park and sit on a blanket for 15 minutes for a picnic. Like, you know, at 92%, we'll give you that Aren't back. Aren't they already doing that, though? I mean, they already gave you an extra hour of outside time. I know. Think of the possibilities. So there's, there's not much left to give now, is there? They've pretty much given us everything. An extra hour? That's me. This makes me feel much better about our situation. Sorry, Boogie, but I mean, wow, that sounds insane. Oh, yeah, no. Trust me, like, on my show every week, I find, like, all these things from Australia. It makes it so much easier to do my show. (laughs) Like, like, one of the best things ever, I don't know if you saw it, because I haven't been able to watch the Boogie Bumper show enough, but they had, like, a... it It was the greatest thing ever. It was, like, a sales pitch video for the camp they were building. Oh. About how much? About how good it's going to be for the economy. Oh, like, it's man. literally some guy going, "Oh, this is great! You know, we have to have this camp for quarantine, and we're going to have we're going to have to feed these people. So we're going to have to have all these farmers <laughs> come over here and grow food, and the local economy is just going to be so much better." Wow. It was the great. It was so awesome. I mean, maybe prison wouldn't be so bad if they just tried to sell it a little, you know. But that's, that's literally what it was. It's incredible. It no. was. It was. It was. Imagine if U.S. had like the internment camps, right? And then like you went to a movie theater, where, like with your kid to see Bugs Bunny in the '40s, and like one of the things before the cartoon was like just a film reel telling you about how you could have this wonderful opportunity in California to grow rice for the Japanese people. <laughs> We're gonna put it a camp. <laughs> Can we point out that Goebbels? That's didn't essentially what it what it was. 
I mean, not even Goebbels had the heart to do that. <laughs> no, he at least told you what he was doing to your face in a way. Uh, he would tell anybody who listened to him speak, he would say often like, no, no, stupid people need propaganda. We need, we need to just propagandize <laughs> these people. And that's the funny thing about Goebbels. Like all of the stupid people did exactly what he said. Therefore the smart people were like, fuck, this guy really knows what he's doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> he's like, no, 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 stupid people just need to have, you know, sparkly things dangled in front of them and we'll direct their anger towards the appropriate agent. And that's how we'll get shit done. And then we're like, really, that's going to work. Just doing this. And yeah. Yeah. Trust me. It'll be fine. It does too. It does work perfectly because some of the one of the biggest problems that I've uh, mentioned to some friends, you know, especially over the weekend of playing gigs, was people don't imagine what modern propaganda looks like ever. No. <laughs> some you know, some people anyway. No. You know, and they just but they're watching the news and wearing the mask and you know uh, to another two weeks and just like you know all this blah 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 and shaming people that aren't and blah blah <laughs> blah. But they're you know but they, they've never considered what modern propaganda might look like and no. they're eating it up. Yeah, I think when I think you're right. I think when most people think of propaganda, they probably think of a a World War Two kind of um, beige, mm -hmm. worn film with you know the yeah. traditional. Dun, 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 today we marched over the line as our boys marched onward to Berlin. You know that kind of 100%. thing. Percent. But yeah. you know there was if you if you have a look at what propaganda was going around in World War Two, there was different kinds. So one of the things I've you know, read about and heard about was when they were trying to get German troops to quit, the Allies started by giving them propaganda that was like, hey, look, there's no shame in turning yourself in. If you turn yourself in, we will give you a hot shower. We'll give you warm meals. We're not going to beat you up or anything. You will actually be treated with like respect and humanely. And for the most part, that was actually true. They did treat them pretty well, you know. Um, a lot better than the reverse. The other guys had it far worse, but, you know, they were kind of orderly, taken care of, you know, three hot meals a day, showers and whatnot. That propaganda didn't convert anyone because even though it was true to a, a large extent, the other people didn't believe it because, because like, yeah, right, they're going to give me a hot shower and three meals a day. Fuck that. So instead they started altering their message and they started saying things like, oh, pardon me, they, they started off by saying, we'll give you a hot shower and stuff, three meals. And then that didn't work. So then they started saying shit like, your family won't hate you if you give in. But we we do have you surrounded. There is no, you know, um, there is no honor in being shot to death here. You know, think of your children. Shit like that. And that's when they started marching in with their hands in the air, when they started reading that shit. Not when they read three meals a day, hot shower and stuff. They were like, it's too good to be true. So maybe mm -hmm. there always has to be a little bit of tragedy sprinkled into all propaganda to make it like, you know, <clears throat> what do you think of that idea in the matrix? Right. I know it's an old movie spoiler alert, but where he says, you know, the first matrix we built, it was too perfect. You, you couldn't accept it. Uh, you know, it was a utopia and you, it, you thought it was a dream. You kept trying to wake up from it. So we have to give you suffering. We have to give you pain. Otherwise you won't believe that it's real. Same principle at work, you know, 60 years earlier, in the propaganda war of World War Two, It's interesting how we really don't change that much, is it? No, and fear has always been the motivating factor in my lifetime, for sure. You know, there's always been a boogeyman, whether it was like, you know, back before I was born, the red, the red commie scare or the, uh, you know, the Mideast 
or like you know that there's always going to be something like that that the media and governments use to keep us in line because that's uh, you know it's, it's a little off topic but it's pretty similar to I guess your no yeah no hundred percent there's always something. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Over here in the Netherlands, uh, we never gave crap about either way. <laughs> if you look in the get on the show, I put some fun stuff in there. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Let's have a look. Where is get on? Some the levity. Show? Some whimsy, huh? I don't mind. I have a little. Wh- <laughs> I have a whimsical story. In the meantime, uh, just to palate cleanser. The, the ID. Remember the the ID? I said that I got fake ID. I got in Montreal. Well, I got that, and I went to, to the bar to use it, and I was with the lovely assistant still at the time, and she had her sister's ID, because, you know, old two years older than her, whatever. So I, I didn't use mine. I took her ID for some reason, uh, the lovely Sorry. assistant's older sister ID, yep. went to the bar, used it, and the guy said, looked at it, looked at me, he lifted up my shirt, and he said, you are not a girl, you are a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Took the ID, and we had to get it back afterwards, but... Anyways, that was uh, pretty funny, I thought. I was 17. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's like in Crocodile Dundee be... where he, he goes up to the, you know, the quote-unquote chick in the bar and just fucking <laughs> grabs him on the nuts. And he's like, uh, and then he actually grabs an old woman and he's like, ah, oh, sorry, love, just checking. <laughs> it's, uh, that would be a hate crime now, though. That bouncer could have been, mm. I would have sued him for hate crimes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so this is um, a video that uh, Victor Von Schroom sent us. By the way, Winning TV is... I think probably going to be on in a few minutes. And I think Kitty B is going to be with him. Um, if you want to go and watch winning TV, that's cool. Like I know I just, I, I thought I have to jump on and do a stream tonight. Cause I don't even know when I'll be able to again. And I haven't been able to for a long time and thank the boys for jumping in. Um, I'm, I'm not getting, you know, I'm not leaving anytime soon, but if, if any of you guys want to, then please, by all means, just go. All right. See you later, mate. Right. <laughs> just so yeah, I may have to soon, but that's all right. I'll hang up for a few more minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Boogie, three minutes in uh, for the folks in chat uh, or uh, yes. watching the stream. This happened in 25 different cities uh, last weekend because we had our last hurrah. And this is the entertainment industry in the Netherlands, by the way. Okay, let's have a look. Oh. Got to have that German techno, baby. <laughs> Yeah, the, the techno and house industry is the largest in the Netherlands. Right. And they're not having any of the biometric ID thing. Ah. Yeah, that's the thing, like Um the kids who the kids who kinda pop pills and go to nightclubs and shit, they're not very pro anti freedom either. You know, that they kinda yeah, want like their still, freedom. They're still just gonna go to warehouses. <laughs> like, yeah. like this, yeah. not, this isn't anything new for them. Yeah, well, think about who were the first people who were getting arrested, like, last year, right? When this all of the lockdown shit first began. It wasn't like the flag-waving, gun-toting patriots who were getting arrested for being in the streets. It was the kids who were sneaking into these fucking dockyard and warehouse, um, you know, blazers. You know what I mean? Like, they, they were the ones who were getting kicked up the ass by the cops then. But then, of course, everybody's like, oh, fuck them, what are they doing? They're irresponsible and all of that shit. Then it just extends yeah. to everybody else. So they, if they were it. smart. They would have had. They would have all had earpieces in and listened to the same song. <laughs> so then, no noise. No one ever would have known. Silent. Yeah. There. There are. Are there silent <laughs> nightclubs in Canada? There's a couple here where they give you headphones. God help us. Yeah. I've never we, been to one. I haven't either. We, have we, don't, silent. we don't have like a nightclub for it, but like certain nightclubs will do like a a silent DJ night. Right. 
we only have silent uh, discos at festivals for, as a gimmick. <laughs> uh, you'll see like 25 people just humping around well, look, in there. Look at this <laughs> shit, right? So this, so this is this just the big party before like all the lockdown shit happens? Is that right? Uh, the, no, this was the last protest against the whole lockdown. Okay, this is a protest uh, against lockdown. Look at this. Like, what do you see here? It's mostly young people. So, you know, who protests mostly for, like, BLM and stuff? It's, come on, it's middle-aged women. And middle-aged white women and above. That's They're most of, like, the kind of left-wing get-in-the-street types. And it was always hard me. to tell with the masks and all. They always had the masks on. <laughs> Yeah, but BLM, left, young people are more... Sorry, I'll just finish this point. Young people are more lefty than older people. So because mm-hmm. I'm sick of people saying, oh, all of these protests are, oh, look at all of the right-wingers out there. And whenever someone says that to me, I'm like, you really don't know who's out there at all, do you? Because look at 100%. this. Young people, right? There's a, there's lesbian couples walking around holding hands and shit. These are just young people that just want to be fucking left alone, just left to party, you know what I mean? And sure, they might vote for hey, well, I don't hate refugees and I don't hate this, but they're at least on the fundamentals, right? At least on the basics. No, 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 my freedom. At least on that, everybody's like, oh, no, fuck, we're all on the same team here. We're on the same team. We're seeing page. the protests. We're seeing the protests here in Canada the same way. Yep. Everyone's there. Yep. Here's the thing, though. In the Netherlands, it's a bizarre world. The young people are right-wingers. Ah, right. They, yeah, uh, no. I bet I, you know what I bet most of these people here aren't right wing though, just by looking at the crowd. No, these uh, are just you know. Yeah, they are. Eh. No, they are. So, they are, so the lesbian couples walking around holding hands of right wingers. <laughs> you know? Yes. Here's the here's the thing, for, uh, Boogie. Okay. Uh, the lefties love the Muslims. Yeah. Well, who doesn't though? Really, let's be honest. I mean, we yeah, all love our Muslims. With the gay community though. It's like they, they try they try BLM over here. They tried it three times. No one would show up. Really? <laughs> it was like they had like uh, maybe uh, 90 people at max at one point. I love that because that's and like that's when a climate did. change protest gets snowed in. You know, global warming. <laughs> we can't go out. The snow's too high. Fuck. Um, right. Well, I am going to have to hop off there, gentlemen. It was so nice to hang out. All right, no worries, man. Thanks for joining us. You know, I might wrap it up soon anyway, so uh, thanks, Well, brother. I just got to gotta get the little guy to bed before our show later on. Yeah, so yeah, no, do what you got to do. <laughs> get out. I'm getting the bums rush. Yeah. <laughs> okay, take it easy, guys. Oh, good. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Good shit. There he goes. Irrational times, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this place okay. got a lot less cool. I know. <laughs> I know. Now what are we going to do? Yeah, no, look, I still maintain this guy with the vest on is my hero so far. Um, I'm still going to maintain that this these particular protests in nature are not decidedly, I'm going to say they're not decidedly left or right. I don't think they that, had a, uh, a similar one in New York City um, over the weekend. Right. That was, I mean, you could immediately tell it wasn't your average, like, take America back uh yeah red hat wearing MAGA boomers. Yeah. They, it was the same lefties with the same like bongo drums and, you know, like having a dance party. Yep. I mean, Berlin as well. Berlin. Uh, Berlin's had them. Berlin's like one of the most lefty cities in Europe. Uh, next thing in Australia, everyone's singing incest. <laughs> Steph with the diamond. Everyone's singing incest oh, at the protest. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, you know, because there's some basics here, right, Tom? And like the funny thing is like I've, 
pretty sure you would have been saying the same thing that I was saying, you know, last year. Shit like, you know, if you support lockdowns now, then your favorite little organic cafe is going to close. Your favorite little vegan restaurant is going to close, right? Your little uh, theater where you go and watch fucking poetry readings is going to close. Uh, right now, it's not affecting you, but when they close permanently and all there's left is like the gas stations and the supermarkets, then what? And now I think you see people, of course, you know, again, far too late. It, it explains like protests in New York. It explains protests in places like Berlin, where these are clearly not right-wing people, but they're just kind of, hey, why why are you doing this to us? This isn't fair. I mean, because there's fundamentals like an old hippie, uh, you know, even though they might march on behalf of refugee rights, at the same time would not approve of kind of being force-fed medicine from big pharmaceutical companies and, you know, having organic you know, gardening videos taken off YouTube because Monsanto doesn't like them or something, right? They they don't like that shit either. So they're part of this as well. They're like, why can't I go to the nightclub? This is fucked. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. We've been protesting every Sunday for a year and a half now. Mm. Over here, Unfortunately, it's, totally... it's Holland, though. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the problem. <laughs> I know, thanks. Karen sent me flaccid with a diamond. You will be forced to mate with your cousins. New World Order, baby. Wouldn't be so bad, I imagine, for a lot of people. <laughs> the, the New World Order rule comes out. You are now forced to mate with your cousin. And Billy Bob's like, not again. <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> I only just shook that bitch off last time. What the hell are you doing to me? Um, all right. But yeah, if you check the tweets, uh, you can see how it's going today. Right. Still That's going. Then. Uh, well, <laughs> just look how uh, this was all lovey-dovey. But um, today they announced uh, we're going to get the bi- biometric ID. Ah, well, that's good news, isn't it, Tom? Biometric ID for uh, oh, that the sounds Dutch. that sounds not tyrannical or overbearing at all. That sounds very safe. And Safety, fun. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> Safety first. Freedom second. Um. Do we, do we want to see? Oh, okay. How about a little bit of this? Did you guys see this clip at all over the last couple of days? Apparently. Oh, yeah. Uh, the red paper uh, tape. Yeah. I, I <laughs> haven't. Oh, yeah. this, uh, this is, I've seen this. This has happened to several people, I guess, over there in kangaroo country. Okay. Like they're, they, they're slow walking the paperwork or just straight up losing it. And people are getting <laughs> stuck in quarantine for over a month. Yes. <laughs> Which is, you know, obviously uh, very safe. Though clearly, yeah, definitely, mean, yeah. I'm sure this person hasn't lost his uh, place to live since he hasn't been able to make any money to pay the rent in 30 days. Yeah, imagine that. Like, due to a paperwork, I can I can relate to that. I had to go to hospital um, once when I was a teenager for a workplace accident. I cut myself pretty bad on an arm, so took me off to hospital, and I had to stay overnight. And I was told, okay, sometime tomorrow the doctor will come and see you. And then he has to clear you, and then we can let you go home, right? I had to have surgery and everything. So I'm sitting there the next day, like, waiting literally all fucking day, and no doctor ever arrives. And it gets to, like, 10 o'clock at night, and I'm sitting, like, in this kind of cafe area with all of my shit packed, and I'm just waiting. They're going to kick me out of this, surely, soon. Some nurse comes out, and she says, Oh, I get this, Tom. And uh, Victor, oh, what are you still doing here? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was told by the doctor, well, I was told by another nurse that the doctor needs to come and clear me. And she looks at me funny and she goes, oh, no, honey, you could have gone home at like eight o'clock this morning. 
<laughs> he already cleared you. That that same thing happened to uh, Small Green Ant, actually. Really? Um, yeah, his dad had a, a heart attack, and um, like they were at the, like he had to have open heart surgery, and they were there at the hospital, and they just straight up forgot to come and tell them <laughs> that, that, that the surgery went okay. Oh, so like all day, they had no idea what was wrong with his dad. Fuck like they thought hell. he died. Oh my god, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> That's awful. I don't know why I'm laughing. But it is awful. So we can all then we can all relate to this. These people who have been uh, locked in a room basically for two weeks and then told, well, no, just one more. T-. It's like a continuation of the two more weeks, just on a much more personal yeah, oh, level. Yeah, we, we lost your paperwork. <laughs> I guess we'll have to start this again. Oops. Hey, it's just two more well, weeks, man. It's yeah, for we'll, we'll get it right this time. We promise. <laughs> it could be worse. Over here in the Netherlands, we had a guy uh, in prison for six and a half years because they forgot about him. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Six and a half years? Forgot about him? How did <laughs> Did he just sit patiently every day for six and a half years going, well, I don't want to be rude or anything, but you know, <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. No, he was in solitary confinement. Oh. Oh. He left him in solitary <laughs> confinement for six years? Was there a person left? Wow. Has your was the leader at the time has they have they since been brought up in front of the Hague? <laughs> like, you know <laughs> Are they have they oh, no, have they it, been sent to a volcanic island for being a war criminal yet? Jesus Christ. No, uh, here, here's the funny bit, uh, Boogie. Uh, the pr- prison uh the head of the prison uh got uh, removed and is uh, currently uh, uh, the uh, secretary of police. Oh lovely, he got a promotion. <laughs> Karen sent me flaccid with a diamond. You filled out your F112A. Oh, God, those American forms. Uh, you need, yes, you, you look, you filled out your, your 5112A. You need to fill out your 5560B, sir. That's, I'm afraid, you're going to have to go back to the back of the line again and fill out the appropriate form. Um. Okay, here's this guy. Let's have a look. Now I do I do need to preface this though. This guy could be a fucking lunatic. I don't know. I'm not vouching for him or anything, but this just is what it is. <laughs> well this yeah, this like, patient guy even says that like, yeah, he's been here longer than two weeks. <laughs> like, he understands <laughs> the frustration. Guy going off his head. Listen, why is he going off his head? Is it because he's supposed to be let out and you guys haven't let him out? I'm just gonna grab a beverage. Can someone call me? Can a doctor call me? Because I find this really disturbing. Hi, there's a guy going off his head. You obviously know that. There's a guy going off his head upstairs. He's punching. Going off his head. Yeah, that's a weird yeah, turn of can phrase. Can I ask why is he doing that? Is he supposed to be released from police quarantine? Oh, so he's this guy isn't the guy. No, 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 oh. no. Like th- that's what I mean. This guy here by the end of this clip actually says, no, I totally get it. Like I've been here longer than that too. Uh, I said, remember when, you know, maybe you didn't see that show, but that you remember the COVID criminal and they were like hunting him down. It's like, he went into an elevator and he sneezed. You know, this is priority number one. He's the worst of the worst and shit like that. Um, I said, you know, it looks like he's just kind of, because it looked like he just walked out in his bathrobe. <laughs> And it looks like he's just kind of snapped, like he's had a falling down moment. And I said, like, I can't believe that that doesn't happen more often. 
because if you're locking so some people just can't be locked in a room for two weeks you know you can't some people to some people that's torture right? yeah what do you do i mean you don't have a gym because you have to be in this room because you're quarantined you can literally just watch movies for two weeks and like surf the internet what what little internet you have left in Australia? Well, and you can now apparently you can only have six beers delivered to your house at any given time yeah, as well. It's, it's six beers, so you can't even get wasted while you're stuck at home. Is there a limit on hard alcohol? Like, can you and your friend get together and six order whiskeys. like? Yeah. <laughs> and then you're good. Yeah, I tell you what, I'll order six kegs, smart guy. Fuck, <laughs> and yeah. I want you to bring them up to the fucking door. No, you'd be like, all right, all right. Today I'll get the six shots. Tomorrow you can have the six shots. <laughs> Or just Fraction. rotate back. So at least every other day we could get hammered. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, some some people, I guess, just I'm I'm amazed that more people don't it's sitting there go. I can't look at these walls anymore. You know what I mean? I can't look out this fucking window anymore. Get me out of here. Uh, I imagine it would be a hellish experience. And then, of course, then what happens, right? Predictably. So then we, you know, they say, you know what? It's not right to be locking people in hotel rooms. Let's build them a nice new quarantine camp instead. And I mean, look, <laughs> you have an exercise yard, okay? There's guards patrolling around the, the perimeter to keep you safe. You know, it's going to be so much better than a hotel room. It's like, oh, I get it. Uh, Karen sent me flaccid with the diamond. He saw Elliot Page as a small man kid. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Bold frame maybe glasses. Flashed up, yeah, maybe that flashed up on like uh, E Entertainment on the <laughs> television. He lost it. <laughs> TMZ came on and he was like, oh my God. I need to get out of here and warn mind. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the Rod Paul was right. Let me out. Yeah, but. Jeez, okay, bye. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Did you catch the guy that got arrested for farting towards the police in Australia? Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. Oh, oh, I thought it was a new one. Oh, there was a new one? <laughs> you can, you can, you can just kind of very lightly hear cop, you know, that cop radio in the hallway. You know, that kind of noise. Yeah, like they're afraid to go in the room. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> Did you see the footage of the two uh, chick cops getting beaten up on the street? I didn't. I didn't get to see that. Yeah, that was around uh, yesterday. Everyone's been blowing up about it. Uh, let me grab it for you. Somebody drove past and uh, caught it. And uh, a former senator here actually retweeted it out. He's he he was like the one libertarian senator we had in the Senate, but he's he hasn't been there for a couple of years. He retweeted it and said the important point is not that they got attacked, but that nobody came to their aid. That's what happens when police lose community support. Again, I was saying this like fucking eighteen months ago, Tom. Like the end result of all of this over policing of everyday normal activity as crime is just going to result in a you know an erosion of trust between uh, law enforcement and citizens. That's all that's going to happen. And eventually, you know, they'll say, oh, fuck you, you know, because you, if you're harassing people who are walking on the beach and stuff, it yeah, doesn't I mean, matter. Like at some point, like, if you get stuck in this perpetual two-week loop in your hotel room, like, or <laughs> after the, the second set of two weeks, like, they haven't let you out yet, mm. I imagine, like, you just turn into Bronson, 
Like you just like like from the UK, like you just start greasing yourself up in anticipation to fight the police this time. Because what else are you supposed to do? Like there's nowhere you can go. What are they gonna do? Put you back in the room? Or or that uh naked deaf guy. Never gonna catch me. <laughs> We begin with breaking news from Bankstown where police have been attacked outside a cinema. And Bankstown is like a very high immigrant area. Uh, a lot of people don't even speak English out there. Uh, big Middle Eastern community and stuff. I know the area pretty well. And I said from the start, look, if you start driving extra cars around Bankstown, the, the people aren't going to like you very quickly. <laughs> it's just the way the area is outside a cinema in Jacobs Street. A man in a red jumper lunges at one of the female officers throwing several punches before striking them with his knee and running away. A second officer... So people have asked why is there uh, two female police officers on patrol uh, alone? And I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. Uh, my question what's, is... What's great is like this lady is obviously getting her teeth kicked in and the other one's just kind of standing there not doing anything. <laughs> going go away <laughs> yeah but here's the thing though if this happened in the netherlands uh, the guy would have run, uh, run to the cop car and drove away that's a good girl yeah he just kind of escaped on foot like well i don't know how to drive a stick <laughs> I, I can grab that video that happened over here where the cops were going after a co uh, guy uh, that broke COVID quarantine he outran them ran back to their van <laughs> drove off <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing Way. A second officer is heard calling for assistance as a bystander yeah, it's, it's, gives... It's like she's like one of the police from Demolition Man. She's just reading a tablet <laughs> going, tell him in a firmer voice to stop. <laughs> That's all I can think about. She's literally not helping her at all. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll radio in. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Don't worry, I've got your back. <laughs> Control, we're going to need uh, some backup out here. Okay, I've got your back. Okay, good. You keep going. You're doing very well. Uh, you took that knee very well. So, yeah, that's people have been blowing up. And actually, the guy who tweeted that, I think, which is a fair point to say that, um, you know, times are changing because now people are like, oh, well, you know, a lot of people are like, well, that's karma. And I'm not saying it's right to think that, but just pointing that out has now led to this senator being called like fucking he hates police and he's a fascist and stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, we're just so crazy now. You can't, you can't even, can't even get through but this I minefield. Thought, I thought we hated police now. Is that not cool anymore? I'm having a hard time keeping track. I thought See. we were defunding the police. Listen, they got to pick a lane, okay? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying, how many, man. How like... many virtue signaling shirts am I going to have to buy to fit in here, all right? <laughs> I need a calendar to know what shirt to wear. <laughs> you know, today is a a cab. Tomorrow is all oh, back to blue. I think you. <laughs> I think you need to wear Hawaiian shirts during Gay Pride Month, but not um, when you're around any. Not in Florida though, because then you'll be a boogaloo boy. I think that's how it works. No, that's I can't just normal. It. Oh, See, like, that's, every that's, day. that's just average every day. Yeah, every day down here. Whole state of boogaloos. Nothing Jesus special. Christ. Uh, so here's the actual, here's the news clip of that guy actually getting arrested. A disgruntled hotel quarantine. Not, not the guy who beat up the police, but the, the hotel guy. Guest has been sent to jail after trashing sent his room jail. in Richmond. So he was sent to jail for trashing his hotel room. <laughs> That's another two weeks of quarantine yeah. jail for him. Uh, LucasR69 with the diamond. Thank you, sir. Rage with the machine. Exactly. 
Rage on the side rage of on, the machine. Yeah. Rage on behalf of the machine. Yes. <laughs> we need to protect the machine. <laughs> Jesse Thomas was already in trouble with the law was when he? he caused thousands of dollars worth of damage uh-huh. to the Element Hotel. After 14... But rock stars have been doing this for years. That is actually, that is a pretty nice hole there in the wall, isn't it? <laughs> that's not the, that's the door. He put a hole in the door. Wow. Yeah, you can see the frame there and everything. Okay, all right, I'm interested. In days in hotel quarantine... How many days? This is how... Hang on, how many days? And somebody yeah, pointed out on Twitter, and this is this is a very good point, look at what they call him here. A disgruntled hotel quarantine guest has... A disgruntled hotel oh. quarantine guest. <laughs> yeah, he could have left at any time. He's, he's a guest. He's a, he's a guest in the hotel room while the police are literally patrolling downstairs and it's against the law for him to leave. He's a he's not a guest. <laughs> Disgrunt, at disgruntled. No, he just ripped a door out of the fucking frame. That's not disgruntled. Don't we have a better word for it than that? How about enraged? How about enraged quarantine hotel captive? It puts a whole different spin on it, doesn't it? Involuntary. Involuntary guest. Involuntary quarantine hotel guest. Mandatory hotel stay. A disgruntled hotel quarantine guest. Just can't get over that. Like a disgruntled hotel. It's like maskless party goers. A disgruntled hotel quarantine guest has been sent to jail after trashing his room in Richmond. Right. Jesse Thomas was already in trouble with hey, the law. Hey, this 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 joke won't make sense to anyone else. But if he was trashing his room in Richmond, he probably spruced up the fucking joint. How do you like? Hey. Is anybody out there from Richmond? <laughs> Obviously not. Or when he caused thousands of dollars worth of damage to thousands. the Element Hotel. After 14 days in hotel quarantine, this is how Jesse Thomas left his room. The unwilling guest flying into a guest. rage. Oh, they keep calling okay, no, him see, a guest. That makes sense now. The unwilling guest. <laughs> That's, I like that a little better. <laughs> that works. Foggy in the chat, you stole my joke books. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah, unwilling guest. Imagine being an unwilling guest or an unwilling employee or imagine being an unwilling hotel guest. You you walk downstairs with your luggage like, hi, I'd just like to check out. And they go, um, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no, aren't you going to stay for the lunch buffet today? No, no, I'm checking out now. I need to leave now. Uh, no, you're not. I'm afraid. That, I guess that's an unwilling hotel guest without without being upgraded to like the, the honeymoon suite or whatever. Like, is no, we're going to lock you in a broom you closet. Hotel quarantine? Like, you'd be like, no, no, I don't want to stay at the Motel 8. Can I, like, give you, like, 80 bucks and then just move up to, like, yeah. the resort down the street for this two-week thing? No. Like, can we do that? I think, I think there are, like, predetermined hotels in the city because I've seen them, like, out in the night in the city. There are predetermined hotels and the police kind of block off half of the street and they arrive under police escort. And, you know, there's people in military uniforms. Everybody's wearing masks kind of lined up. Somebody will take your bag. They march you into the hotel and set you in your room. And there you go. And I think there are certain hotels only that allow this. And the rest of them are basically empty. So it's a nice little earner if you're lucky to be one of the hotels who landed that deal, right? Because you've got a constant flow when nobody else does. Um, So that's taking place. But I think you can... I think you you can pay and you know 
get a better room or something, but I don't think you can just move to a yeah, resort. Yeah, like I want, no. like, yeah, if I'm going to be forced to sit in here, I want, like, the presidential suite. And right. I want, like, the hot tub jacuzzi and, yeah. like, all of that. I want yeah. the mini bar. Yeah, you want the full, I want the live-in chef, the 24-hour chef. That's exactly. what I want. Exactly. I want, yeah, I want, like, a villa at the, the, the uh, Caesar's Palace. It's in Tuscany. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, somewhere I don't think you're getting stuffed in the star uh, one to two uh, to five star hotels. Well, haven't you been in hotel quarantine, Victor? Going between yeah, Germany and, and they'll yeah. stuff you wherever they can find you, like uh, youth hostels. So uh, really, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess that wouldn't be too bad. I mean, you know, young chicks, uh, I don't know, they, they they you know they put out so. <laughs> Yeah, here's the thing though. It's a it's a key lock where you don't have the combination of. Oh. Uh, it's concrete bedding. Mm. Jesus Christ! What Worse kind of hospital is that? <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll you'll have a mattress on it. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make it any better. So much better. <laughs> Sometimes they even give me a blanket. <laughs> Were they out of hay? Like. What <laughs> Here's the thing. People love to go backpacking in Europe and like to pay three bucks for a room. Uh-huh. You expect a luxury? No. I tell you what, we'll give. I'll tell you what, we'll give these COVID infected as a pillow. We'll give them the laundry bag, and they can stuff their own soiled underwear into it, and then use that as a pillow. How do you like that? Because we care. It's all about keeping you safe, really. At the end of the day. Yeah. Well, that, that's the fun bit about a hostel. You don't get a bathroom. No. Oh, that's right. It's a big shared operation, isn't it? There's four beds in the room. That's about it. <laughs> is the very, toilet in very, the middle of the room? <laughs> very, it's very sterile and quarantine-like when you have to share a room with four people. Yeah, and smelly. No, no, no. You, you get the room for yourself. Oh, how do you scare the other it's people off? One guy for a room for four. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, it sounds basically like paradise then. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I've been to a Dutch prison. You got better luxuries over there. <laughs> when told he well, had... this guy's now going to prison now because, uh, you know, he's, he didn't like his hotel room. He was a disgruntled quarantine hotel guest, and now he's going to jail for it. ...into a rage <laughs> when told he had 12 more hours to go. <laughs> 12 more hours. See, that's the thing, right? I've heard Mersh talk about this concept before, right, where you, if the person snaps and goes crazy in traffic or whatever or they shoot somebody and they go nuts and they say, why did you do it for? They'll be like, because they told me I had 12 more hours to go. In, in isolation, that sounds like a horrific thing of just flying off the handle, but they don't tell you about all of the things leading up to the point you know, that was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, like you said, it's, it's that's the falling down moment. Exactly. Like so much of sh- so much shit has been piled on this man for you know a month, basically, over and over you, and you over. Couldn't, you couldn't just make him fucking at breakfast at McDonald's before uh, after ten thirty. You yeah. couldn't. Yep. You, you had to just you had to charge an extra thirty cents for that can of Pepsi, didn't you? Like you just had well, to do it. <laughs> Imagine his job going, well, if you come down today, we'll still keep the uh, your job point open. And they'll tell you, 12 more hours. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Because that's the thing about bureaucracy, isn't it? Like, it's so robotic. It's, no, no, we follow the protocols. We follow the rules. Here's, here's the rules. Here's what we have to do. Like, 12 more hours? Are you kidding me? I've been here such and such. I'm, I'm free to go. No, unfortunately, it does say here in subsection C, 
of the quarantine hotel disgruntled guest checklist that you uh, unfortunately now need to remain for another 12 hours. And it's done with a smile. Did you guys see that Loki miniseries? You know that, um, you know, the little clock that dances around and tells him what to do. Like, come on now, Loki, you just need to look up and do your best. It's, it's that kind of offense. It's that offensive feeling that you get from bureaucracy. Like it's just all fake and all phony. Like, okay there, fella. Well, it says here on your report that you've got 12 more hours left. Stay positive. Right. He's like, Oh, what a coolest thing. You know? The 19-year-old initially dodged hotel quarantine, sneaking into Victoria. See, he's 19, man. 19. I love how they say sneaking in. <laughs> he snuck into it. He's... He <laughs> That's took, true. He took probably just a train. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, it conjures up images of, like, Berlin Wall, doesn't it? And snipers yeah, and like towers. Yeah, he, like he's, he's hopping, like, rail cars. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's chained hiding. underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. from New South Wales, but police tracked him down in stall Good. before driving him to the Element Hotel in Richmond. Wow. Today, why would you, wait, why would you drive him from one place to another to get, put him into quarantine yep. over there? <laughs> well, and only that. It, it isn't at that point, right? If he was arrested and taken to a hotel, are the hotels now acting basically as pseudo prisons now? Because isn't like... Is yeah. that jail? Is that what we do with people who be like, have I, because technically what law has he broken? It's like, well, no, you just have to go to hotel quarantine now. See, right, this, the, the health guidelines now trump common law. They're now above common law. So you can be arrested and taken to a hotel quarantine and, you know, put in a room for two weeks. You, you can't be arrested and thrown into jail uh, for two weeks for no reason. Like there has to be some kind of legal process taking place. You know what I mean? Doing you, you, he has to be glad he's not in Europe because then it's double quarantine if you cross a uh, country boundary. Really? <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ. I, I spent 12, uh, uh, 14 days in Germany and then had to home quarantine in the Netherlands. Were you allowed to go home at least when you got back yeah, to the yeah, Netherlands? It, yeah. But every day they would do a checkup and you're not allowed to leave. <sighs> oh, what do you think, Tom, in the land of the free and the home of the brave? Looking forward to yeah, it coming to you? or Not really. The best bit is, here's the thing, the, the local law doesn't enforce it. So they literally have right. to drive a van uh, for two hours all across the country to check up on me. <laughs> I mean, it would be unfortunate funny. if that van lost a lot of tires. You know? <laughs> a tire budget's got to be killing them. It would I'm be unfortunate saying. if it got lumid. While it was there. Yeah. yeah, you know, like if you just you just happened to put some nails out in front of your house while you were doing some home improvements because you were stuck at home, right? Like nails fell out. I'm a handyman. Right where they park every time. And, you know, it's it's tough. It's yeah. a tough break for them. Hey, it happens all the time, Chief. You know, the postman knows not to park there now because of all, you know, I'm just so clumsy. Heard Thomas believed he'd be getting out at midday, not midnight. Former Big Brother star Daniel Hayes was also completing his... Oh, so that's why this guy was so good with his shoot. You notice how he's always in the centre of the frame, this guy? He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he was former Big Brother contestant. All right. Quarantine on the same floor. People go crazy in here. You know See, the thing is, though, if this guy didn't point it out, nobody would know that this happened. You know? 
like everyone else in those rooms would probably more or less more more often than not they'd go oh just don't don't say anything you know just keep it quiet shh, 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 shh. don't want to talk about it but i guess cuz he's been on tv he's like oh no fuck that i'm filming it <laughs> look at this look at this crazy shit listen to this fucking guy why it's not normal to lock people in a place Thomas caused mm-hmm. up to ten thousand dollars worth of damage to his room before grabbing. His, it's not his room. <laughs> ten thousand dollars. He broke a door in a TV. Yeah, it better be a good hotel. <laughs> yeah, but the government's spending the money, so That's they true. can literally <laughs> put whatever they want in the bill, and the government will pay it. They don't care. Yeah. How oh, much no, to replace like that door? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the government contracts are the ones you never want to lose because they will literally just pay whatever you say. Nobody's exactly. checking. Nobody's checking. Grabbing his bag and trying to escape, but the man escape. He was. I thought he was a hotel guest. <laughs> Why would he have to escape if he's a guest, Tom? Victor, why would that be the case? I don't understand. What's the other term they used? Like a disgruntled uh, quarantine hotel. It wasn't involuntary. It was like a reluctant. Uh, reluctant. reluctant. <laughs> That's the word. Magistrate said there was other accommodation he also wouldn't like and sent Thomas to jail. Oh, hang on. Now I've just seen. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> That'll show him. Oh. Uh, are those glasses clear pit vipers? I, I think they're like work goggles or something. <laughs> um, I just have to point out, I was about to sign off and go, all right, see you later, everyone. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. But at this point, you know how YouTube videos, you can put up like the little preview for the next video. And just when I paused it, this one came up. Uh, and it's called I Was Born With Half A Face and I'm kind of tempted to press play. <laughs> That's very good, uh, very good uh, thumbnail there too. Yeah. <laughs> Divided it right down the middle. Covering the, obviously they don't want to, you know, ruin the surprise. <laughs> so I don't know. Do you want to have a quick look at it or what? What do you want to get out of here? Oh, I'm down for whatever. You're down for <laughs> I'm down for whatever. All right, let's have a look. Follow this guy like just took one look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he doesn't have half a face. The other half is there. Yeah, that's true. Just looks like he left it on the stove too long. Kind of looks like oh. Megan Fox now. Didn't so she get a whole bunch of plastic surgery? On? Sorry, what was that? Which side does he sleep on? Mm. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Front ways. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the first thing he said was, you must be the ugliest person I've ever met. So I'll kill nice. myself if I look like that. That really Jesus. hit hard. Oh, I've seen Mask. It's not that bad. No, he's a hero. Every single one of us has a big story. Events that make us who we are. Shape us. Inform what we do with our lives. Okay. Who we become. That, that green screen set is so bad. I mean, look at that cat. Look at this couch over there. Are you ever going to sit on the couch? Are we on the couch here? Okay, we're on the couch. Face was a nice couch, properly, so very nice couch. Face. It's pretty rare that it didn't deter mum and dad. Being the people they are, they were determined to give me the best start to life. You look better a... then. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Well, I guess people get old. You know. I mean, like he's missing an eye, but other than that. Yeah. What? You can you can get a glass one of those. 
I love, look at the haircut on the other brother. I'm almost think because he looks kind of like a children of the corn kind of kid, the other one, the brother. So I wonder if he did it on purpose just to be the, the favorite. Uh, I'm offended by that because that used to be my haircut as a kid. Really? <laughs> just that bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Stick a soup bowl on his head and trim and around the, the edge? The Dylan roof cut, did you? <laughs> the roof cut. <laughs> Karen sent me flaccid with the diamond. One side of face stuck in the thighs, the other not. Okay. Now and I'm very thankful and grateful for. The thing I found a bit harder was whenever I left my comfort zone, of Harvey, say for example, when Mum had to take me to Perth to get a checkup, and I would see people staring. And as a kid, you know, and I remember Mum always saying, "God bless her again." Um, the only staring because how beautiful looking you are. And as a kid, ah, oh, good old Mum. Mum says. So. I went to. Oh, that's a nice Mum. I mean, there is a lot of this kind of stuff now, though. Is have you noticed? Do we just are we watching more of these stories, or are there more people? No, no, no. It's the here. Here's the thing. Uh, freak shows are offensive. So now we get them. On yeah, TV. but human interest stories, those aren't. <laughs> so it's you all can about do those all the time. So yeah. So this is a ratings winner and a tearjerker. But if I was to stand in front of the guys and go in front of the guy, and go step right up and come and see the man with half a face. You and me, let's go. You know, I'd be like, ah, oh, look at this exploitation. But he'd probably make more yeah. money. Well, they're back when you could do that. Yes. Because the show is making money. The guy isn't. Uh, That's true. But we are feeding him, you know, a bucket of fish heads every day. <laughs> so it's not like he's getting out of it with nothing. I mean, he is getting look uh, taken care of. So anyway, there you go. All right. What do you reckon? I'm going to get out of here. Thanks for joining us, Victor Von Schroom and Major Tom. Oh, no problem. Absolute champion. You want to see how we deal we, uh, with police bands? Do we? Go ahead and oh, yeah, yeah. Show us the police. Show us the police it's, band uh, thing. It's in the get on the show. Okay. Last one. All right. We'll have a quick look at Victor's. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. Well, I'm going to throw a quick uh, shameless plug in the Please go the for chat it. For you guys who haven't watched my show, it's, it's not as fun as this. <laughs> it's very depressing. It's pretty fun. On purpose. So if you, uh, if you really want to cry your eyes out, just go ahead and watch me on Saturday nights. There you go. DLive.tv forward slash major underscore Tom with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. And Victor Von Schroom dlive.tv slash the underscore Victor underscore show the Victor show which is on at different times usually after JJ yeah is that right uh, no only on Sundays no okay I a different job thanks, thanks. Uh, the my that's great <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much on every day right Victor no no <laughs> Like, when thanks, I feel bro. like it. No, my shows sound like my shows usually 10 p.m., but I do whenever I feel like it. Whenever it, whenever it's on. Some Saturday night sometime. Just Some follow both Saturday. of them. Follow both of them. When they go live, click on it. Yeah, it's not then you'll hard. know. Exactly. Yeah, here's the fun bit about that. Uh, you're Everyone has to zoom in, right? Yeah. You can't do that across country borders anymore. What? You can't zoom in? No, you can't zoom into your work if your work is in a different country. Well, you can't, like what? a Zoom call, you can't do that? Why not? Because every employee has to be from the same country, otherwise you have contamination. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yes, the Germans did that. What? What? Yeah, just, right. <laughs> he's, he's floored We're the panel. We're both speechless. <laughs> like, we think you're joking. There's no way that's a thing. There's no way you can't have a Zoom meeting call. Because COVID. It is. 
because here's the thing. Because uh, COVID. Uh, Tom, do you know how I, how I got my quarantine? We were in German waters where a Finnish uh, uh, marine vessel showed up and boarded us, which we had cross-contamination, so we had quarantine. Right. right, but I get like that you're you're out and about. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's still yeah, stupid. Now, now right? translate like, that to Zoom. <laughs> How does that now, work? now translate that to the internet. <laughs> I don't know. It became a thing. <laughs> I mean, I believe that the world is that stupid. Like, I, I honestly, like, that's the, that's what I'm struggling with. I can believe that's true. I just love the. So why, so why is this happening? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the crazy law. Okay, why are they doing it? <clears throat> oh, fucked if I know. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> what are they doing over there? Well, I'm one to talk. I'm in Australia. Fuck. Why am I laughing? Uh, Karen sent me flaccid with the diamond. One side of face stuck in the thighs, the other not. No, we already read that. Did we read that? Uh, no, someone wanted oh, to Oh, it's a super chat. Hold on. Oh, I fuck. Have uh, Frozen's channel somewhere. I'll put it in the What's chat. What's Frozen Asian's channel? I can't find it. It's Sunday it's Night Chicho. Yeah. DLive.tv slash Sunday Night Chicho. Alright, let's have a look at this quick little video. It's only 20 yeah, seconds or so. You're not, I'm not seeing it in my follows. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, midway it will repeat uh, in a slower motion so you can see what actually yeah, happened. I can see the guy in the tracksuit. Looks Polish. No, that's the police. Oh, that's the police <laughs> chasing after the man. <laughs> There's the super chat. What's Frozen Asians channel? I can't find it. We got it. It's dlive.tv slash Sunday night shit show. One word. Is it? I don't I don't see it now. Don't tell me that Frozen got yeeted off of DLive. Wait, I can't did believe he? that. No, no, no. I have it. Give me a sec. I'll uh, post it. Uh, Dutch, texture, uh, Dutch texture port. I've been talking to Victor too long. Now I'm saying the, I'm doing the sh on the C noises. Dutch texture port. background music for you okay yeah no it's there i don't why am i not following it how did that happen? i knew i knew i know i was following it before how did this happen so it's there dlive.tv yes yeah you posted it that's right it's the right link okay it's all good so this is the guy victor was telling us about who um the police go to arrest him he escapes he evades and then he jumps into their police van and they're now filmed chasing their own van, <laughs> which is always a it's always a pleasure. Look at that. Yeah, we don't really care about our cops. So. <laughs> Little Keystone cops action. Look at, this. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> they never catch the guy, by the way. Really, he's still on the run. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic stuff. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Victor, Major Tom, thank you for joining us. We plugged your stuff. Um, anytime. Yeah, very, very good. Like, I, I don't know when I'm going to be able to stream again, so I don't. I just don't know. I believe, as you uh, said it uh, very eloquently one time, uh, people of Australia and Florida have a very special relationship. It's all about giant reptiles yes. and, and grilling things yes. and only having one season. Yes. That's, that's exactly so it's right. basically the same. It's too fucking hot. Why don't we grill? Oh, no. Look, a gator slash crocodile. That's it. Pretty much done. That's all the yeah. cultural yeah. learning we need. 
Beautiful. So Major Tom, the Floridian, Victor Von Schroom, the Dutchman. Thank you once again, boys. I'll, I'll see you around. I'll talk to you soon. Always for leaders. Yeah. There they go, ladies and gentlemen. And that with that, I'm going to get out of here too. So thank you for joining us on this bit of a random uh, episode. Like I said, I don't know when I'll be back. If I can be back at some time or whatever, I'll announce it before I do. For the most part, I'm just kind of in a holding pattern and we'll see what happens. So till next time, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, follow all of our friends, of course. Uh, Irrational Times coming up soon. Go and check out uh, Winning TV if they're still going. They sh they started about an hour and a half ago or half an hour ago, so they should still be going. Winning TV, Kitty B. DLive.tv slash Winning TV. Everyone's favourite lover of French Women Mersh up later tonight as well. So follow our pals and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.